0: Welcome to the God is Love and So Are You podcast. I'm your host, Divinefulness Mary. Divinefulness is your sacred self empowered by your higher power's love. I'm an author, life coach, and survivor of childhood sexual abuse who has conquered post-traumatic stress. On Easter, God's love overwhelmed me and compelled me to create this podcast, a multi-faith mission to remind you how much God loves you and invite you to deepen your relationship with Him. Our guest today is Jocelyn Jones. For eight years, she was the executive director at the Ark of St. Sabine in Chicago, a safe haven dedicated to enhancing the lives, talents, and spirits of community youth through education, mentoring, and resources. Jocelyn is an ordained minister and the founder of Faith on the Journey, a company committed to showing the world that God's word has the power to heal. She's also the author of the book, Breaking the Power of the Mask and a training facilitator at the Brahma Healing Institute. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the show, Jocelyn.
1: Thank you so much, Mary. I'm so excited to be with you today.
0: I'm excited to have you here. Let's start out with a little more background about you, where you were born, raised, and where you live now.
1: Yeah, sure. So I was born in Hazelcrest, Illinois. It's a south suburb outside of Chicago mm-hmm. and um, was raised by uh, James and Marion Jones. And I, I was raised with a loving family, attended a Catholic grade school, high school, growing up. Uh, but at the time I really was just kind of going through the emotions when it came to God. Um, mm-hmm. But um, that changed, <laughs> that changed for me. And I, I'm pretty sure we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but um, I ended up going to college at the University of Iowa, got my degree in uh, broadcast journalism. And uh, came back, and now I live in Oak Lawn, Illinois.
0: What's your spiritual background?
1: Yeah, well, I, as I kind of alluded to just a moment ago, I, I, when I would go to to worship at my high school, it was just because I had to. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I even um, remember like going to confession uh, because I had to go as a kid. And I would just make up stuff to confess to the priest. <laughs> I was like, who does that? <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't until I, I went to college and there was Campus Crusade at my university and they started planting seeds around faith. Mm-hmm. And then I, I came back home, I believe it was my freshman year when oh. I was 18 to a, a small women's study group. I was invited by a, a friend from high school and we were watching a video called uh, No More Sheets by Juanita Bynum. Mm-hmm. And it just ministered to me so much that I just remember just boohooing like the ugly cry <laughs> when wow. I was watching that and saying, OK, God, there, you, you are real. There are, there are some things I need to change. And that was like the first moment where I feel like I, I really kind of embraced um, a relationship with God. And uh, from there, I mean, I was still in college. I was still like partying and and doing my thing, Right. (laughs) but, uh, you know, that was, that was at least the start. And I started seeking out a church home. And Mm -hmm. eventually when I came back home from Iowa after graduation, Mm -hmm. I became serious about my faith walk. And I ended up joining St. Sabina church in Chicago. And Mm -hmm. I've been an active member since 2007, uh, time flies. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been quite the journey journey is like one of my favorite words, Mary, (laughs) but, um, but I have, um, I've just been striving every day to just grow, um, just grow in, in this faith walk.
0: That's beautiful. Now let's hear your inspiring scripture and tell us why you find it personally inspiring.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and there's, there's one I'll say for, uh, for right now, there's actually two that come to mind, but the first one I'll mention is uh second Corinthians one, three through four. Mm-hmm. And it says, praise be to the God and father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort. And this is the part that, that really sticks out to me who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can com- comfort those in any troubles with the comfort we Ourselves receive from God, and that scripture is really important to me uh, because in in my walk, I've made some some major mistakes, like all of us, I'm sure, Mary.
0: Of course, we all have
1: so <laughs> have made us. some 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 you know some some mistakes that we might have struggled with with regret, shame, and all mm-hmm. that. And so, I I know what it feels like to be in some dark places because of um failures um, and hurt and I I've seen how God has comforted me in this space there were moments where it was only God that helped me to lift my head up and mm-hmm. you know that was that was a process that took years for me to finally get to a place where I began to start mending the wounds um, from my past that I had buried for so long um, but in the scripture it speaks to how you know the comfort that I received from Christ, I can now, like through my struggles and the fact that I went through some stuff, mm-hmm. now I can use my story, my testimony uh, of how God helped to comfort me to help comfort other people. And so I think if if I were to say one scripture, it would be this one, because that is the story of faith on the journey of my ministry. You know, it, it was the story of me recognizing that, you know what? The devil had me locked up for mm-hmm. decades. Like wow. he had me locked up for so long and yeah. I don't want other people to stay locked up. Like I was in shame and, 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 and feeling condemnation and into and struggling with these lies. You know, I want people to know God's truth and God's love. And, and for that reason um, my whole ministry is about comforting other people who have, um, have struggled uh, through these these very you know tribulations, if you will, of life, mm-hmm. and have felt hopeless. And I want them to know that God is hope. God is love, and um, I want them to receive the comfort that I receive from Christ. And so that right there is a foundational scripture for me, Mary.
0: That's beautiful. And the words, the two words that came to me as you said that were sacred suffering. Ah, ah, isn't it ah. beautiful? Yes, that's beautiful.
1: I would actually want to hear a little bit more f- about that from you. Sacred suffering—when what what brought that to mind, Mary?
0: God transforms our unjust suffering, even though we might not think of it as when it happens, is a gift from God mm. to mm. grow your faith, grow your own self, your spirituality as you know as a person of faith. And as a person in this lifetime, in this world, in this space, and help us grow to the next level. And and in doing that, our suffering becomes sacred because we actually end up going out, ministering to others, helping others, and bringing a little bit of heaven to earth.
1: Mm. Amen. I'll, I'll credit you if I, you know, use that and speak an engagement, Mary.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I just love that. That's so beautiful. Um, That's scripture. He who comforts us in all our troubles so that we may encourage others in theirs. That's, yeah, that's the work you do. That's the work I do. Yeah. And I think we all do that a little bit, you know, in our lives, you know, whether you know, you're in a kind of ministry. We're ministering to our loved ones, our friends, our community,
1: mm-hmm. or we're mm-hmm. trying to, right? Right. I think so. I think that's what we're all called to do. I mean, you. To your point, you don't have to have the initials or or, or title of reverend or minister before you, uh, before your name, in order to do this work. I mean, we're all called as believers to accompany others on their journey uh to be reflection of god's love and to comfort those who are hurting and i think that this past year there's been so much hurt there's That's been awesome. so much suffering and oftentimes people feel like they are they're by themselves in this walk mm-hmm. and because of covid you can feel isolated i was i was in the gro not grocery store i was um actually shopping for um for a gift for a friend Mm -hmm. and uh, a woman started coughing and you know prior to COVID if someone coughed you know people wouldn't freak out Mm -hmm. like they do now but now like if someone's coughing folks are looking at them like oh do you do you got do you got the the rona like like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. stay away from you we don't even ask how they're doing right Right. Or if they sneeze, we don't say "God bless you" <laughs> anymore. We're so oh my God, focused on so ourselves, I didn't
0: think about I right? You know.
1: We're we're looking at them with the crazy eye versus asking, saying "God bless you," mm-hmm. and just checking on folks. And I feel like just this last year has has pushed many of us away, where we we don't you know hug and embrace. We mm-hmm. you know we might elbow bump, right, <laughs> you know, right. But there's certain things that we've kind of lost and. When people have dealt with so much grief and loss, and Mary, one thing that I I, I always try to remind people: grief is more than mm-hmm. just just uh, someone uh, dying in physical form. Yes, that's you know you grieve that, mm-hmm. but we also lost so many other things. We've lost businesses. We've lost some people have lost um, community. You know, going to church yes. And, and, yes. and and and. It's it's just been a number of different losses. Anytime mm-hmm. you lose something, whether it's a divorce, whether it's um, a a friendship, whatever, that's grief, and and so people are struggling with this in silos, and and that's something that for 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 any of us, mm-hmm. it it when you're isolated and we, you don't have a, a, a support system or comu- a community, you struggle. You know, this is something that's not meant to be carried alone. And so for us and for whoever's listening in, the, in our, our audience today, I just encourage you to check on those who you love. Obviously, that's a no brainer, but also just check anytime someone comes to your mind. It doesn't take a, anything just to send them a text, even if you're not that close to them saying, hey, I, I'm thinking about you. I I hope you're doing well, just reaching out just to see, because in that moment, you might find that that's the one little piece of light that they needed to get them through the day.
0: Mm -hmm. No. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And then the hopelessness too, that that's permeated, you know, this whole time is just, was just very challenging, I think for everyone too.
1: It was. It. I don't think any of us were ready for to for twenty twenty, but it revealed a lot. It revealed so much, you know. And it, and because of the unknowns, it was a, a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. And I I would be lying if I s- said I didn't feel it myself. I I struggle with fear and oh, yeah, anxiety with yeah with the unknown. It was, it, at one point, I had to stop and turn off the TV because I was like this stuff is driving me crazy. Mm -hmm. There's too much going on. You know,
0: we all did that at some point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But you you know, at some point you're like, okay, I can't run from it. So I need to run to the one who's going to comfort me, which is God Mm -hmm. to help to give me peace in the midst of absolute chaos, you know? So, so for me, I think it's just important, even if we can't have community in a physical form mm-hmm. uh, due to restrictions with COVID. Even though things have been opening back up, but um, in moments like that, you still can find ways to create feelings of community. You can still find ways to connect. We are relational people. God made us that way, mm-hmm. and 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 that's why for me the scripture is important because on this journey of life, you were never meant to do it alone. And if anybody's listening right now, Mm -hmm. that's one thing I need you to hear, hear me clearly that you're not meant to walk this faith walk alone. And, and I think for, especially the work that you do, Mary is so important around, you know, sexual trauma and abuse, because I know that that's, that's a subject that's often just covered up. It's kept Mm -hmm. in the closet. And there's a lot of shame that uh, sexual uh, abuse survivors carry that don't belong to them—it it belongs to the abuser for abusing you.
0: You're absolutely right, Jocelyn. In my morning prayer for survivors, I say to those criminals and to those criminals alone belong all the shame, blame, and everything else that they're suffering. Yet you carry
1: that in 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 silence, and so um, that's something that I'm I'm glad that you you speak about that, Mary, and 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 pray. Uh, for for people to to find their voice if they've, they've, they've been survivors of abuse and, and, and might not have gotten that support that they needed and they find community so they can begin their healing journey.
0: In that prayer, I add that God is there with them and to know that they're surrounded by not only God's love, but the love of other survivors, loved ones, supporters from all over the world, which is millions and millions of people. So they are not only never alone and God's not the only one there; they're they're just surrounded by all that love.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: So next, uh, tell our listeners about a personal experience where God revealed His love to you and how it impacted your life.
1: Yeah, um, that question I I have to sit with for a second because I think that God reveals His love every day um, to us, and sometimes mm-hmm. we might sure. be looking for <laughs> this. A moment where the, the sky opens up and <laughs> it's like this big dramatic thing. But I, when I, I hear you ask that question, Mary, I think he shows us in the small things. He mm-hmm. shows us even in like moments where we have a, a simple prayer that we might say about something that we're, we're struggling with. Uh, uh, maybe it's, um, you know, we're feeling alone at that moment. And then out of nowhere, someone calls us out the blue to check on us and say, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. I was just thinking about you yes, um, yes. or the moments where, you know, we, we, we find that, you know, God has covered us, uh, from like a, a dangerous situation. And I feel like God's presence is so real in our lives, but the, the thing that happens to many of us definitely me is we tend to get so busy with the the rat race yes. we're running all yes. the time
0: oh my gosh yes
1: and so we're so focused on well I gotta do this I gotta mm-hmm. fix this blah, blah 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 worrying about our problems that we right. miss it we miss the small things in which God is blowing us a kiss where God is saying I'm with I you you know where God is is saying like I I got your problems covered will you stop worrying mm-hmm you know, and so in that I think that God's love is constantly revealed in the small things. Yes, the big things, too, in terms of, you know, I think through fellowship with other individuals, God shows his love all the time through others who he puts in our lives. God, you know, reveals himself through the testimonies of healing and, but also through suffering. It's sustaining yes. us through suffering. And I think sometimes it's something that we don't talk about because. Who wants to suffer, you know, but you know, the fact that we are still here, the fact that you who are listening right now are listening to us and you've been through what you've been through, God sustains you through that. And that is a reflection of his love. Mm -hmm. And so there's that question can be answered in endless ways, but those are some things that come to mind.
0: And what personal or professional challenge have you overcome and how did you do it?
1: Yeah, well, (laughs) when you ask me that question, the first thing that comes to mind is my decision to leave my full time job for over eleven years. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned in my bio, I was the executive director of a nonprofit in Chicago, Mm -hmm. and I was I really loved that position. But at the towards the end, like that last year, I felt God tugging on my heart that he was calling me to more. And I didn't even have a clear picture of what more looked like, Mary. I just knew that I really wanted to inspire people and help people who were struggling uh, with what I I was mentioned to you earlier, feeling stuck in life, um, Mm. having major heart wounds and and needing to heal. And I wanted to provide people with hope through testimonies. And so I made the decision to leave my full-time job with benefits Mm. and just start my own company and write a book. Like, so I took the summer off
0: and what this This was in
1: 2019, Okay, summer of 2019. And I, I decided to take the whole summer off mm-hmm. and I focused on writing my, my first book. It's called breaking the power of the mask. And um, this book, this was one of the hardest things I ever did in my life. People mm-hmm. think it's easy writing, but it's, it's it makes you very vulnerable. It's like totally you present, yeah, totally yeah you're horrible. presenting your baby to the world and you're like, wait a minute, and I'm talking about myself and intimate moments and insecurities. And, you know, it, w- it was scary because I've also struggled with imposter syndrome for a good uh, portion of my life where we I was always saying, I don't think yeah. there's a
0: person on the planet that hasn't, if, if so, you. if. They say they haven't. They're lying. That's true. It's, it's true. It's because the world is always, you
1: know, you always feel like you have to measure up and prove yourself. And uh, for me, uh, that that's been a major struggle. And so I I had to trust God and 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 say, God, if you called me to write this book, you qualified me to write this book. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna step out on faith and do it. And when I tell you, it's been. Um, it was bigger than me, Mary. And, and that's one thing I've learned is that it's, it's often when God calls you to do something it's bigger than you, because the book has yes. ministered to people in ways that I could never imagine. It's really helped people to start removing the emotional mask that they wear to present this facade to the world. Um, As if they have no issues, they have no problems, Mm -hmm. that they're perfect, that they're strong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that we've been conditioned to to present ourselves like that for so long. So it's hard for us to remove the mask. We don't feel like we can. But I really challenge people in this book to say there needs to be a moment in your life where you do take off this mask and you begin to deal with the pain underneath that you've been hiding, that you've been running from, that you've been burying. And you know dealing with subjects like grief and loss, mm-hmm. dealing with unforgiveness, dealing with the shame, shame from abuse, shame for that condemnation has come from mistakes that you might've made, regret, dealing with these major issues and talking about how it affects you, not only from an emotional standpoint, but the physical effects that can come from unresolved issues. And then I I really wanted this book to walk people through the process that God can take you through, that God desires to take you through to help you to heal Mm -hmm. and remind people that I don't care what mistake you made. I don't care what has happened to you. Our God is big enough where he can use what the devil absolutely could have meant to destroy you and still use it. For a greater good, it doesn't mean that what happened to you was good. Don't get that confused. Right. But God can take that situation; He can redeem you, those lost years. And so, for me, I wanted to give people hope. And that book, eventually, with that and I, and Faith on the Journey, my company eventually evolved to to create that space for people that safe space for people to begin to deal with their pain and Mary, like this was challenging this this, to leave a job, to leave security, to, you know, step out and, and trust God and have a really, foggy vision I kind of describe it almost like I was walking down this this path but it was a lot of fog ahead of me and I could only see a few steps in front of me Mm -hmm. but I kept walking because I knew I was going in the right direction and God would just slowly reveal as I kept walking forward Little bit more, a little bit more. Okay, Jocelyn, you're going in the right way, but I need you to do this. And it's, it was such a faith walk for a control freak like me. And I tell you, I'm I've struggled with control. And I think all of us got a little control freak in us. <laughs>
0: and so I do, although I've gotten better over the years. So
1: so for me, walking this journey out has been extremely challenging but it's been beautiful at the same time because I see in the small things and going back to what I said earlier Mary mm-hmm. sometimes we want the glitz and glamour sometimes we want to have the thousand people listen to our podcast episode or all these hits are going viral and then when you put all your effort into a, a broadcast. Like I, I do a podcast as well. Mm-hmm. I put all this effort in and I only have a couple people tuning in or a couple people watching. And I'm sitting here looking like, well, what, Well, what, you know, what in the world I work so hard on this and mm-hmm. God had to say, no, it's not just about that. It is about the one it's, a, it's about the one person who you mm-hmm. might have talked off the ledge. And it's, and, and it's bigger than just the one who's listening. It's bigger than just the numbers. It's also about what I'm doing in you. You know, and and God had to really point me back to the why. Why am I doing this? It's not about edifying Jocelyn. It's not about edifying Mary.
0: I know what you mean. God has literally told me in prayer, it's not
1: about you. It's about giving glory to God. And so in this, he had to really work on me, Mary. He had to really... Help me with my patience. He had to really help me to embrace the process, the journey. Again, a word that I consistently use, mm-hmm. um, and say, you know, God, I, I'm I'm trusting with you, uh, trusting you with this. Your timing's perfect, and nothing that I'm doing right now or I'm going to do is going to be in vain if you're right. in it.
0: That's right. That's absolutely right. Can you talk about the fear? Because obviously there was some fear involved, and you know, talk about embracing that fear and and asking God to you know, to embrace you and your journey uh, because it sounds like you're fearless and no one's fearless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you knew what was in my diary, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I promise you it's been it's been a roller coaster ride, you know, because there's there's moments where and tying it back to the imposter syndrome where you do question, mm-hmm. you know, if you're ready. You know, I I remember Going to a women's retreat in 2019, it was actually a retreat for young girls, but it was a bunch of women who were volunteering to mentor young girls. Mm -hmm. And I went there and I was telling them, hey, I have this idea for a book, but I really don't think I'm ready. You know, maybe I should wait and I don't know if I'm qualified. And it was fear that was holding me back because at the end of the day, I didn't want to be embarrassed. I didn't want to fail.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the women really poured into me like, no, you can do this. You can do this. Like you're qualified, you know, and, and don't, don't hold back, take the risk, you know? And, and for me, that was, that was huge. It it gave me the, the encouragement I needed to just press forward. And I think when it comes to the, the calling that God has for all of us, Mm -hmm. fear can hold us back because we, we, we look at what we're we're called to do if, you know, if God reveals something to us and it is, it seems so big and it seems like, like, well, I can't do that or I'm not qualified to do that, but mm-hmm. wait a minute, we're children of the King, you mm-hmm. know? So God's calling is going to always be bigger than what we're able to do in our own strength. So if we recognize that we're not operating in our own strength mm-hmm. and that God is the one who's, who's really carrying us then we're going to be okay. We're going to make it through. We're going to persevere. And, and above all that, I think we also have to recognize that the mistakes that the, we make, mm-hmm. the failures, quote unquote, right. are also a valuable part of our journey.
0: Yes. You yes. know,
1: we have to shift that. And for me, mm-hmm. running from failure for so long, if you keep running from failure, you're never going to do anything great. You're going to always be in a safety zone. hmm and and oh, God's calling us out into the deep.
0: Our failures, they're not failures; they're lessons.
1: Amen to that, Mary. That's right. And so I think that's the shift that we have to really embrace in our walk.
0: That's great. So, what advice would you give someone listening right now who's undergoing the same kind of challenge?
1: You know, I, I think just kind of what we were just talking about, like that God's calling over your life is going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. or else you wouldn't need faith or him to accomplish it. So you have to be willing to take a risk and fail and stumble and then get back up again. You know, remembering that you know this this journey is going to be full of ups and downs. as you can mm-hmm. consider a roller coaster ride. But knowing who our source is, knowing who our, our where our strength comes from, as long as we don't get off the ride. As long as we don't quit. Um, then that at the end of the day, we always, we always win, you know? Um, so I, I just encourage people to just continue to press, uh, to, to acknowledge it's okay to acknowledge that you're afraid now. It's it's okay to acknowledge that you're struggling. It's okay. I'm not saying that we need to pretend Mm -hmm. like everything's hunky dory, but in that we have to fall back on the fundamentals of knowing knowing who God is in our lives so when that stuff happens because it will when oh, suffering yeah. happens <laughs> um when failures happen mm-hmm. we we don't feel like we're all alone we don't feel hopeless yes. we have something that's intangible you know is it when we talk about things like peace in the midst of, of crazy storms and suffering mm-hmm. or joy that happens when you know everyone else is you know has left you or things like that those things are are the supernatural that you know but that is something
0: that we can all experience through Christ and it's, it's exactly. hard to describe yeah, because there are going to be times when like it, I know it's happened to me where I've called several friends and nobody's available mm. and but God's always available
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly so I, I just encourage people in that respect to, uh, to sum it up you know step out step out God will catch you if you fall, you know, and, and and just go for the greatness. Don't let your gifts go unused because you're scared, you know, do it afraid.
0: That's right. I wanted you to talk a little bit more about faith on the journey as it relates to challenges in our lives.
1: Yes. I think the faith on the journey, our mission is really to just walk with people, really walk with people on their journey to make them see that they don't have to to do this alone as i mentioned earlier community is so important mm-hmm. so important when you're dealing with trauma mary and and that's the thing a lot of people didn't don't realize they've experienced trauma they've experienced so much grief so much loss betrayal rejection you know when you feel stuck in life because of these things you don't know how to navigate it you know it's like trying to pull yourself up out of a pain pit and not Mm -hmm. having the tools to do so, you know, you don't have to try to dig your way out of that by yourself. You know, reach out. And so for us, there's a couple of things we do for people. We we first we offer Healing groups, trauma healing groups, mm. where we t- we touch on things like God and suffering and and forgiveness and and how do you heal a heart wound and oh. and we we just deal with a number of different subjects that often people don't have a space to carry
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and we do it in a form of like a Bible study, right? So we we uh, blend mental health principles in the Bible to help people to begin to navigate what has happened to them in life, mm-hmm. so that they can have you know, some hope on how to move forward, some direction on how to move forward and be able to begin to process and peel back some of the the pain and make sense of why they might be doing certain things that they're doing today that they didn't even realize was the result of trauma.
0: Yes. I didn't know I had post-traumatic stress. I thought I was going crazy. When survivors experience a flashback from sexual assault trauma, it's really like you're living in a war zone So at any moment you could be bombed. Somebody could, you know, break down your door and shoot your whole family. You just are living Mm. moment to moment. So even the smallest decisions like making lunch or figuring out when you're going to do laundry, every single thing is monumental.
1: That is so true. That is so true. Yet we have an illustration that kind of explains that well in our, our healing groups about how like, you know, in, in short. These things can just pop out of nowhere Mm -hmm. where you find yourself being triggered by an experience. And you're like, what, where did that come from? Right. And, and Mm -hmm. so it is important that we have space in community settings, like our healing groups, but we also offer biblical counseling. And I, 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 I think this is crucial because sometimes you just need that one-on-one space to just lay it all out and have Mm -hmm. someone who, Understands the power of God's word to heal. And, and and one thing people don't realize is that the Bible talks a lot about trauma. And so being aware of those resources and being able to accompany people and point them to God's word, but also having an understanding of how trauma works Mm -hmm. is something that we, we try to extend to, to individuals, you know, because you can, you can turn to God's word, Mary for direction, for healing, for every problem that we have, there's something that speaks to it. And so our biblical counseling team and our trauma healing groups are there to really help individuals to begin to heal um, from the trauma in their lives.
0: That's great. That's beautiful. So where can our listeners find out more about you, your book and faith on the journey?
1: Yes. I would love for you to visit our website. It's faithonthejourney.org. Again, that is org, And there we have free gifts available for you on the website, a number of tools, uh, resources blogs, podcasts, Mm -hmm. my YouTube channel. You can find so many great things there on various subjects around helping you to heal. And also if you're interested in joining one of our healing groups or finding a biblical counselor, you can find out more there too. Um, So please visit and and stay connected with me.
0: And then they can find your podcast. And I believe you have like a YouTube channel. They can find all that on your website too.
1: Yep. They can find that. And my book is all there on uh, the faith on the journey.org website.
0: Okay, great. I'll be sure to include that um, information in the show notes. Jocelyn, I want to thank you for your powerful scripture from Paul's second letter. I it's, it's, that was just so beautiful. For me, it was actually the first part that spoke to me. Blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and God of all encouragement. It just mm. reminds us that even when things seem hopeless, that they never are because God is with us. He has all the love, encouragement, and everything else we need. We just need to pray, call out, or talk to God in the silence of our heart. and And I know there have been times for me, um, you know, when I was going through um, a very difficult time, I was having suicidal thoughts. I couldn't. I didn't even have the strength to do any of that. And it was just my pain that I gave to God. It was my prayer. And it was just so you know, powerful, how he, how he knew that, how he, he embraced that and how he gave me the strength to continue. So um, I just, you know, wanted to tell our listeners, even if you're, you're in too much pain, you're too weak, you can't even do any of that. All you have to do is close your eyes and ache for the Lord and he will hear you and he will heal you
1: amen amen mary thank you so much for having me on your show and for you also being a light an example of sacred suffering and just uh, the sacrifice that you put into your work the heart that you put into your work is inspiring to me and so just thank you and god bless your work and your ministry
0: thank you and thank you jocelyn for your ministry of healing hearts with god's love Please take a moment today to remember how your higher powers lifted you up over the years and consider deepening your relationship with him or her and remember to take care of their precious gift, you. Thank you for listening to the God is Love and So Are You podcast. Join me next Monday for more about God's passionate love for you. Learn more about Jocelyn's company, Faith on the Journey, and get free resources at faithonthejourney.org. Look for the link in the show notes.